This is Sunday to Sunday. A podcast that highlights how everyone's vision for success and the journey to get there is unique. I'm Dean Isaacson. And I'm Andre DaVinci. Let's get real. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for our second ever episode of Sunday to Sunday. Our guest this week is Ethan Tayo. Ethan, you want to give us a little bit of background on yourself and just a little overview of your journey? Yeah, sure. Um, my name is Ethan Tayo. I graduated from SU last year in, from the iSchool, and I'm the face behind Plant-Based Alien, which is a plant-based food blog that I created while I was abroad. Kind of a backstory on that um, Went through a huge transition, freshman year of college, new school, new me, lost uh, 100 pounds over the course of a year and ended that while I was abroad in London and kind of figuring out the next pursuit. I was very, like, this was my first major goal. Um, And now that I hit it, I was trying to questionable zone, what's next? And I didn't want to just stop there. I knew that I wasn't, health and wellness isn't just a stop and end goal. It's continuous improvement. So kind of trying to find that next stage or that next step um, to kind of maintain and switch from losing weight to maintaining weight and kind of improving on the healthy lifestyle. So I started dabbling with the idea of food because food has always been the main source of my success through weight loss. It's been something that's super important to you. You have to eat and live. And at the same time, it's had the biggest impact on me as I learned more about food and nutrition and how to kind of incorporate healthy alternatives and evolving over the time from an unhealthy overweight lifestyle to a fit and healthy nourishing lifestyle. So I did some Google and some research. I had changed my diet completely overhaul over the course of the year, but I knew that there was still room for improvement. And I kind of stumbled across um, veganism in a way that it was interesting but I still was kind of, oh, what about it? What's the health benefits? I had always looked into the nutrition side of things. And I stumbled further into a deeper rabbit hole of raw veganism, which was crazy to me. And that's what caught my interest. I was fascinated by the idea of eating so restrictedly, but so like almost earthly, like back to the ground basics, no cooking, no that, like really just full on nutrition, um, and it was, it was fascinating, the aspect that there's people out there who can survive on this lifestyle, and that there's cultures out there that do survive mainly predominantly on this lifestyle. So I did some research in Google, and, and um, I looked at the people and saw them and their passion, and just the way that their energy flowed, like how um, happy they were, how elaborate, how excited they were about life, and the passion behind their food and the lifestyle that they're doing. The vegan community as a whole. Yeah, and I was like, I want to be like that. So I decided overnight, I'm going to go raw vegan <laughs> so, um it was it was a journey uh, my body really had to acclimate like it was something like i don't recommend doing it but like i'm the person that goes all in on stuff so i did it um it took some time to acclimate but the entire process i was learning i started from basics i'm in another country don't know really how to cook i don't have the money to afford to eat out so i have to cook at home so i was very limited and i was focused that i had to figure this out this is in london Um, yeah while i was abroad in london and great place because i had such a variety of food such a variety of information and culture and i really had more time because i was just focused on school um so i had a lot of free time to dabble in 
my health ventures. And after a few weeks, my body kicked into high gear. I woke up one day and it just clicked. I felt amazing. My energy was up. My sleep was so much better. All my, like the, I used to have dry skin, especially being over in London in the winter, cleared up fine. I just felt better, felt happier. I was, my roommate said that my skin was glowing, which is nice because they're fashion people. Wow. Um, but yeah, but it definitely, it was where it hit where the connection between nutrition and health really connected. And I realized for the first time, I was like, damn, I was like, food has a huge role to play in your health. And from there, it just kind of escalated. Um, I, and during this time, I was trying to figure out, like, how do I explain this to people who, like, none of my friends and family understood what I was doing. So I had to find someone who did. And I went on to social media, which I had little knowledge of, didn't understand at all. Um, dabbled around with different platforms to kind of blog and tell my journey because I was going to this. Because from day one, I was like, I need to make sure I document this so that when I look back at it, I can see also reflect on my mistakes, the things I've learned and what kind of see the jury as a progress. Um, Cause it'd just be fun to look back on. And so I over time settled on Instagram where my profile had a few friends, few like a hundred followers were just my friends and I couldn't get barely any likes on a picture. I didn't understand Instagram at all, but it was a platform that visually was aesthetic. And I found the, my community out there, the raw vegan community was really robust there. So I just started interacting with them. I started posting my stuff, started talking about my journey, what I've learned, what I've been doing. What kind of stuff were you posting? Just food. Like I was just posting my food recipes I was doing. And this is me back abroad in a kitchen that had barely any utensils. Every, most of the stuff I was doing was by hand and like I, knives were dull as every, it was, it, was, it was tough. But it was simple because it was raw vegan so I didn't have to do much to it. Um, and also my oven electrocuted me when I tried to use it. So I just oh, <laughs> did not use the oven. Not a sign at all. Yeah. So I was like, I'm, it makes it easier. Um, and so it was fun. And it slowly started to pick up steam. And I started to just engage more and further. Like I, I was just, it was a creative outlet. It was so inspiring to finally have something that I can do well. And something that other people are interested in. And something that I almost, I benefited off of extremely from. So it grew for you. Um, you said it, it picked up steam and you started engaging more. How did you, yep. well, did you, and if so, how did you leverage that um, for a financial and more business gain moving forward? Mm-hmm. See, that took a while for me to understand the potential that my page had. Because at the time I had known, like, there's those brands out there that have thousands of followers and there's influencers out there at the time. This is back in 2015. Um that they were still out there and still they didn't know most of it was celebrities. Most of the people that you saw who were making money off social media were celebrities. Um, and it was kind of just a time and saying, like, as you see more people, common people like me gained a bigger following because we were more relatable. We were producing content that was more directly engaging with the audience. Um, and it took me a while to figure out how to actually make that a business model. Cause for the longest time, it was literally just a passion project. Uh, but when I came back from abroad, and within, I think, two weeks of being back here, I was taking classes in the summer. I got my first brand deal um, in a sense. I had linked up with a company called DA Organics who had just started on social media. They sold wheatgrass powder and they asked me if I could help them promote their wheatgrass powder. I don't know how to promote wheatgrass powder, but it was fascinating to have a company reach out to me 
at this phase, I was only about 2,000 followers. And to have someone reach out to you, be like, hey, send you a product for you to post and just review. Uh, and that started a great friendship that I assume to this day even I could just rekindle. Um, and for months, for the next six months, I was just posting content for them just because fun. It was, um, it was an interesting product. And they're really trying to promote their stuff. And I think that it was something that I could incorporate into my lifestyle very easily. And it's healthy. Like, it, I felt really good using the product. And I was probably one of their first endorsers of it um, in person. And their page grew quickly. It grew to 3,000 followers over the course of that. Come January, they reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to make content for us specifically? Because at the time, I looked over their page and most of their pages were a few pics here, a few pics there, but most of it was repost of my own content. I was like, it doesn't really make sense to just keep reposting my content. Why do I actually make content for you? Um, and that started when they started paying me. It wasn't a lot, but at the time, like just the next step to have someone pay you to make Instagram posts. I was like, that's great. I managed their account. And um, over the course of the next few months, their account just blossomed and bloomed to like 30,000 followers. And the impact that they made, like even now looking back at them, like they're at 50, 60 something thousand and wow. they have a whole line of products. They have um, blenders, they have shakers, they have new packaging, new system, new everything. It's, wow. And they have a whole crew. They have, they, and that's the thing is that they grew beyond what I could um, give to them because they had made it big. They could afford like full video production in-house. They could afford actual advertisements, all that stuff. But it was great to really help a brand almost influence others and I used to do giveaways I used to do all that stuff and so it was great to kind of that was my first touch into actually um monetizing my platform so would you say would you say that was your first like taste of an entrepreneurial experience or was it something before that um I'd always been doing little businesses here and there um but this was my first like this is actually something that can scale and something that can actually become a business um i mean i've done like i had a juice business that i did that i sold juice from my apartment that would pay for most of my appliances in itself uh, it was something that i found that was missing here campus wasn't delivering or at least the local stores weren't delivering so i was like i'll just do it and it was great i was only doing it to friends and family but it it allowed me to pay for my business in itself and kind of help me solidify the fact that like I can sell stuff and it was a great thing and since then after while doing this I also since the Yale Organics I had been able to work with over a dozen different brands um, doing product reviews product testing doing giveaways even um, just posting stuff and within that too there's also the indirect um, promotion and sharing where I would just find products that I sought after that were interested in I would make content for them sometimes it'd be a hit or miss sometimes they share it sometimes they notice that I try to nudge them a little bit but I mean some of my posts have gone viral international gaining thousands and thousands of likes and followers wow. and it, it's just incredible the power that social media has to really take creative endeavors and turn them into a lifestyle or a career yeah that's an that's an interesting thing you were talking about in terms of working with other brands and how your platform that you've built with your plant-based alien brand allowed these other companies to benefit from your work. Yeah. Were you able to, or did you want to, or go after any other, uh, any other companies or brands that weren't necessarily reaching you through your personal plant-based alien page? Were you working with any companies 
uh, or promoting yourself as a social media expert or just providing any other services? Um, I mean, a lot of it was word of mouth. A lot of it was engagements with friends and family. I mean, local Syracuse community. Um, it was always a conversation starter. Like I, I sold, I've been able to get every single job that I've applied for and every opportunity solely because I just pitched my Instagram account. And these are jobs ranging from actual social media work to like event organizing or um, business development, stuff like that. And so it's, it's been fun to really, to like have this platform. Cause it was the first time where I realized it was like, I always come back to my Instagram as my influence, as my skill set, as my experience. And I, a lot of the times don't recognize just how powerful it was and how, what I had was, um, and it's a nice refresher to really know that there are business opportunities out there and stuff like that. I am, I have, I am very opportunistic. I love helping um, small businesses and other brands and people in general just grow with their entrepreneurial endeavors. So I have gone outside of my scope of what my actual things and kind of taken the skill sets I've learned and the values and the ideas and just the actual functional business parts. And I've kind of helped other people implement them and, tell their way because I think it's interesting as a whole other business as a whole freelance yeah. subset that you've been able to go out and build a business like on the side to kind of provide a support for your plant-based alien business yeah. and that's what I'm working on right now is I'm kind of trying to fuse transition out of I've done the nine to five I've done the internships I've done the typical jobs and I want to go into what I actually want to do as a living I'm passionate about and it always circles back to this and always goes back to this and for the longest time until I posted today it had been this has been a big stress on me is I wanted to come back I just didn't know how um and honestly like I kept telling myself I was like oh you got to pursue a normal you got to get credibility before you can do that I I had my credibility I had my job I had my platform I have a whole audience of thousands of people who follow me and love what I do and benefit from what I do. And I just need to go back to it and continue to do that. That was my passion. And that was what I want to do. Awesome. So you keep touching on Instagram being that one thing that you keep coming back to. Um, so I have a two part question for you there. The first part is, was there something internally that was telling you that you need to do this thing, but for whatever reason, life got in the way of you doing it and listening to that voice. And the second part is, um, you mentioned that uh, prior to starting the podcast that you haven't posted on your Instagram for a year and a half, and today was your first day posting again. Um, can you dive a little into like what's the plans moving forward for you and your brand? Yeah. yeah. Um, could you repeat the first question? Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned that you keep something keeps pulling you back to Instagram uh-huh. and building this platform. Was there yeah, a it was, internally that was telling you to do that? I but, think it, it goes back to the idea. I, I've always loved to tell stories. I've always liked to find fascinating ideas or concepts or things that people do and kind of just learning about them. Um, and it was always going back to this root of how do I get people to share their story and how can I tell my story in a way that leaves an impact but also benefits people in a and that's kind of where the Instagram came through was the fact is that I unknowingly built a platform that was sharing my story through my creative outlet, through my medium, which was food. Um, 
but at the same time, showing the weight loss, showing the aftermath, showing the continuous efforts to improve the hacks, the advice, the experiences for me, um, leaving school, going to school, traveling across the world, visiting different countries, getting a degree, all this stuff, a lot of that stuff I haven't shared yet. But it's it's all part of a life. And I think that even to this day, like it's a new idea that people are documenting their lives from birth to death. And I think that it's a lot of people feel iffy about that. And I had the privacy concerns about that too. Is a, a lot of reasons why I pushed back and why I went absent from social media was because I need time to self-reflect on myself and figure out what I actually want to do. And would this is say, even me. Sorry, would you, would you say that the privacy and self-reflection was the biggest hurdle in, the, in your journey so far? Or is it something else that was a huge hurdle for you? I think that, that it wasn't much of a hurdle as it was a thing that I needed to go through and just realize what I wanted to. I think the hurdle was is that I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Even having this platform and having the drive, if you ask any of my roommates or my friends, you can tell like they would know, be like, hey, yeah, he's going to be the plant-based alien. That's his goal. That's his life. And for a long time, that was. And then I started to get clouded. I started to get um, confused and I, I felt pressured from school to go find the typical nine-to-five job. I felt pressure from my family and felt pressure from myself to want to succeed. And like, I don't want to spend this amount of time getting this high of an education than making food. And it took me, it took a lot of talking with a lot of people and conversing. It's something that I've done a lot more recently to really realize I was like, no, like you got to do you, you got to do your life. You got to find what makes you happy, what makes you passionate and do that. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be, water basket weaving there's people out there who make a career out of that and what my focus was on was telling my story but in a way that helped benefit others and helped people along the journey themselves because there's a lot of people out there who are trying to lose weight there's a lot of people out there who struggle and there's a lot of people out there who don't know where to go afterwards or need someone to talk to to share that experience with because it's some mentality that i think a lot of people don't understand that is still it's such a like permanent part of me is the fact is like, I still think of myself as a hundred pound overweight kid. Um, I still have days where I wake up like that. I still have days where I feel like I haven't made any progress, even though, because I live with myself every day. So I don't see the, like the day to day becomes a spur, but like over time, I don't get to reflect on the back. I think that that's where documenting your life is so important. Um, is the fact is that you can actually, and that's why Instagram has helped me so much is that I looked back over my life. I've had the, I could have easily just forgot about it, deleted my Instagram and just left and not even think about it a second time. But having the chance of having that in my face, having that continue to poke at me and be like, hey, like look at all the work that you've accomplished. Look at everything you did. Look at those messages, those brands you've worked with, the people that you've inspired. To have that all documented and there for everyone to see and even myself more directly helped me so much to kind of think of like, okay, I need to start back at square one. I need to figure out why I was doing this and to figure out what I can do to get back to it and the steps I need to take to make this my life. Right. And backtracking even further from a mindset standpoint, when you were that hundred pound overweight kid coming into college for a lot of people, you know, a lot of people feel like they're in ruts. They feel like they're in a place, not necessarily exactly like that, but in a mental 
run. They need to figure out a way to overcome it. How did you really do that? How did you decide this is something I'm going to do and actually go ahead and do it overnight, stick to it and persevere through today? And do you have any advice for other people who are trying to do the same thing? Yeah, actually, this was something that I, I kind of squeezed out of my memory for a long time. It was something that I went through and experienced, but I didn't really think about it as important until I realized like it is directly impacted everything that I've done since then. It really was um, my freshman year in the fall, watching my grandmother's health fail and her pass away due to health-related illnesses. It was years in the make, like multiple times. Like I grew up, I grew up on a reservation. Um, we don't have good healthcare. We don't have um, the knowledge. We don't have the information. There's just a lack of um, just people there who can tell people like this is how you should eat. Like you can't just be eating junk food all the time. You can't be not exercising. You can't. You got to take care of yourself. Like it's such an important aspect of your life. It's everything that you are is a direct reflection of the food you eat and how you take care of yourself. Like you only got you um, and your performance, your life, your career, your relationships, everything's reflected off your body and how you can perform. Um, and it, it was difficult growing up in that situation because I blended in back then. Um, everyone was overweight. Everyone had health disease. My family was rampant with everyone. I, I don't think I've had one relative who's passed away of natural causes. I think everyone wow. in my family, my direct family has passed away due to a health related illness. That's all preventable. Most of them are, some of them have cancer, some of them are more severe. Um, but a lot of them, heart disease, diabetes, um, just overweight, obesity, all that stuff is all directly health related and can be changed and fixed. And it's just about taking that determination to do it and the motivation to do it. And a lot of it is just people don't know how. Um, and my grandmother for years was fighting with the doctor. She was stuck in a way. She was old. Um, but just watching her with the doctors and yelling at her, like, you're not going to live much longer if you, if you take that away. And my grandmother's just like, whatever, doing that, you know, catch me. Even me, my overweight self, my own self being told when I was young that you're probably going to have diabetes when you're older. You're going to have heart disease. You're, this, you have a high chance of this in your family. I was like, well, that sucks. I'm 12. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Um, and that then, is intense. Yeah. And then um, seeing that happen, though, because that's all that I've known. That's all that my family has is that my dad, like, my family would make jokes. They're like, oh, yeah, you're probably going to have heart disease like this. Like, not to me, but to, like, other families. Like, oh, yeah, he has diabetes. Oh, whatever. I was like, no, that's not normal jokes. That's not something that should be normalized. And I think watching her fail and watching the pain and the suffering that she went through and the things that, like, her, she died at 69 years old. That's not that old. Um, and she, she went down really quickly because of um, her diet and her heart. She had horrible, she ended up passing away. I remember getting the phone call from her, um, talking to her, just catching up at school. Like, hey, grandma, I'm gonna come see you, blah, blah, blah. She had just fine. She was on her way back to the hospital again. Um, she had just had major open heart surgery. She, I was there the night she had like four grand mal heart attacks. Like, we thought she was gone. Um, she made it, she survived, and but she continued not to take care of herself. She didn't take a single word of advice. And I don't know why she wouldn't. Um, and it it settled down to me, the last conversation we had. Um, just telling her, be like, okay, Grandma, I'll call you tomorrow. Um, forward to the next day, my mother calls me and tells me that she had passed away that night. Um, 
having a heart attack because of her blood sugars. Um, her blood pressure was way too high, um, solely because of the food, because she would not let down the chips. But um, and that was something that really opened my eyes. And the fact is, like it, these are like for the little knowledge I have in nutrition, the little knowledge I have in exercise, anything, because I'm just this fat kid. Um, I knew that these were preventable, and I knew that I had to do something because I didn't want to end up like that. So after the entire experience you had with your grandmother, obviously that was an extremely difficult thing to go through and a very extreme experience on all on its own. How did you overcome that? And how did that forge the way for you to live a healthy lifestyle, set the goals, live up to them, and pursue the direction that you ended up going in? Yeah, I think... Um... Again, it comes to kind of the way that I kind of learn, and I typically, I'm very experience-driven, um, and so this was one of those, like, this was my first actual relative I've seen pass away, um, and it was a first relative that I was actually really, um, I had a relationship with, and she, it was kind of like the reason, like, I'd always go home, because, like, I had to go home see my grandmother, I had to do this to my grandmother, um, she, she, you know, she was just a part of my life, and just to see that part of my life be taken away because of uh, unhealthy habits and just a poor attention to yourself was something that I realized I need to change. Um, and I knew that I was the only one who's going to do it. There's no miracle pill. There's no miracle diet. There's no miracle anything that can do it. It's, it's long, consistent. And it's something that I had always wanted to do. I just never had the spark or motivation to do it until then. Um, and it was something like I grew up being bullied my entire life. I grew up as the fat kid. Everyone made fun of me. Like I, I, it was it was a troubling childhood. It was tough. It, it led to a lot of um, self doubt and a lot of um, just uh, self esteem issues and a lot of problems that were like um, expanded upon by being overweight being that fat kid. So it was it was a lot of stress and a lot of stuff I was going through personally and internalizing because I didn't have anyone to talk to. I couldn't go to my parents. I couldn't go to the school. I couldn't go to my friends because um, no one would understand it. And it was something that was having such a huge toll on me that I need to do a change. So I like to go, not extreme, but I like to make some big steps. And so going to school, I think, was a huge one in the sense is that it really separated me from the rest of my life and my childhood. And for me, a lot of people are very attached to that, um, very attached to their family, very attached to their friends, their hometown. And, but for me, it had always been a source of stress and a source of self-doubt. Um, and so really getting the chance to move away, to go to school, to come to Syracuse, and to start fresh and really make a way for myself um, helped me kind of establish a mentality like, okay, I'm in a new place. I can do whatever I want. Now's my time to shine, do school, all that stuff. Um, and then with my grandmother passing, that kind of led into another kind of nail in the coffin. Like, I need to make do something with this. Because it's something that, like, it, it can happen at any time. Um, and really, like, I don't want to keep saying, like, oh, I'll go to the gym next week. Or, oh, I'll go for a run next week. Or I'll start eating better next month. It, it needs to start now. I think that as soon as I told myself, now, I'm going to do it tomorrow. We're going to start. And again, the New Year 
this me thing. I got into this momentum. And it was hard. The first month was, it was interesting because I didn't know what I was doing. But two months in, and I was like, okay, I'm down like 25. Like I lost 25, 30 pounds in the first two months, which I was like, holy shit. Like maybe it goes faster than you think. Maybe it was easier than I thought. And then I hit a wall. Because as you lose weight, it gets harder and harder to do it. You have to make bigger changes. You have to do more drastic things. Um, so I continued down that route of, okay, I'll hit a wall. How can I go more extreme to get to the thing? How can I curb in this stuff? And this is me following typical health news, typical advice from friends, typical advice from the internet, reading a book here and there and Googles and stuff. And earlier you were talking about how you were kind of in this alone to start. Mm-hmm. when you just started and you were like, hey, I'm going to lose 100 pounds. And you were telling people that they were responding with a, oh, that's cool kind of attitude, but like, I don't really care. And I never really told anyone that I was losing weight. It wasn't until people started noticing that I was losing weight until oh. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I got them. Like, I'm doing sneaky stuff. Got you. Um, there's a few people I told. I was like, I want to lose weight. I didn't say the exact amount. I'd always pin that number because it was a nice number. And it, it would get me within the Democrat. Like the, it would get me at the... Um, BMI at the um, goal weight and at the healthy status is something that I suited for. So I was always striving towards this goal, but I had told people I was losing weight, but no one ever, like, again, everyone's like, I'm trying to lose weight, everyone's trying to lose weight. Right. Until you actually do it, no one gives a shit. And once um, you started seeing results, mm-hmm. did you begin to see a, a difference in how your friends interacted with you, not on a friendship level, but on a supportive level in terms of? hey, like, how can I help you? Can oh, yeah, you definitely. teach me how to do this? Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is that it, it's so it's so interesting because a lot of people are just too scared to ask for help, and a lot of people are too nervous because they don't want to. I don't know, because I was the same way. Like, I didn't reach out for anyone or any help at all because I was too shy. I was too nervous. I didn't want to, like, I wanted to do it on myself. Like, I, I didn't know what I was trying to do, so I didn't want to try to burden someone else with that. And at the same time, like, I, I didn't want to disclose that because it's very private to me. It's right. very personal leads a lot of ties and so for the longest time i was doing it myself i was working out in my bedroom by myself when my roommate was out there um i was going for runs in thornton park every day at like six in the morning um and i was just trying to eat more conservatively more healthy which in college is very difficult to do sometimes but were you raw vegan at this point no this was i did not go vegan until after i lost the weight which is a very interesting thing because a lot of people that i look up to and i follow had done it during the process so it's, it's kind of weird the way that i stumbled into it so raw veganism has helped you maintain your healthy lifestyle maintain yeah. maintain your health but it's not the actual cause of what allowed you to lose the weight in the first place yeah it's um it's the next step and it's not even just raw vegan it's like i started off as raw vegan and then i realized that because of circumstances because of my situation where i am and just the quality of life stuff. I, I ventured out. I expanded on that. I still am plant-based. Um, I do tend to eat a lot more raw stuff still just because it's what made me feel best. It's what makes me feel so good, especially because it's summer now. All I want to eat is just watermelon and bananas. Um, but yeah, but it definitely, it was one of those, it was the next phase that kind of ignited that kind of movement into switching from losing to maintaining to growing. Gotcha. Um, And quickly back to, sorry, Andre, really quickly back to my uh, other question of, it seems like this was a very personal journey, Mm -hmm. but as you start to see those results and even now, how do, how did you, how do you address people who look to you for advice 
what do you say to people who are trying to accomplish something? They're trying to start a business. They're trying to lose weight. They're coming to you and seeing the success you've had in these different fronts from the weight loss standpoint with plant-based alien, with your freelance business. What is the biggest thing you tell people to help them get started or to get out of whatever thing they're facing, whatever obstacle they're facing? I think the most important thing, I think this is, it circles back to everything that I've done and everything that I do now that I'm realizing is the most important thing that plays into the role of accomplishing anything that you try to do is knowing yourself. And I think it's something that is the reason why I had to take a break from Instagram, why I had to take a break from social media and kind of focus on myself. I kind of had, like I was in these phases of when I was abroad, I was able to focus on myself. I was able to isolate myself and really focus on exactly what I was trying to achieve and allow me to grow exponentially just because I was so focused on who am I. Um, losing the weight was another adventure. I was so focused on who am I trying to figure myself out because at the same time, like the, the hundred plus pound me, um, overweight me is different than the me now. And over the course of that phase, you have a lot of problems with identity and figuring out yourself because like, as you lose weight, you become a whole different person. And it's not just like this weird vibe, like the egotistical thing. It's the fact is like you literally change. Um, and in a lot of extents, it's mostly beneficial. Like it's mostly good. Like you turn into this bright, awesome person. Like I was so outgoing afterwards. I was so able to socialize and be out there and uh, more to like take on opportunity. And just, I was more outgoing because I felt more confident. I felt better about myself. It was something that had dragged me for years, my entire childhood. That was never, I was never the one to really take a step. I was never the one to really persevere and like do something out of the blue. I was never the one to make a huge change or just try something for the sake of trying something. I was always trying to conform to be accepted. And it's, it's difficult when you're constantly not being accepted to try to be accepted. So you make endeavors and you turn into a person that's just a husk of who you are. And that's something that I've been able to break down walls from that. And I see people and a lot of the people are, it's not as dramatic in some cases, but there's a lot of people who have all these ideas and potential. Same thing as I did. Like I had all these ideas and potential and then I kind of had to like brush away and I had to figure out because I can't jump at everything and then get flustered and back out of it. I need to figure out why I was doing what I was doing. There's a reason I was doing this plant-based alien. I just didn't, I had lost the reason why because I became too focused on the numbers, too focused on growing, too focused on trying to build a business of it before it was actually a business or not before it was business, before I was ready to pivot that um and it was a business that was focused on money and not on the passion and that was something that really made me hesitate to actually why why i wanted to step back from this because i i was losing the passion that drove it and you could tell in the, the pictures leading up to it they, you could tell that they're kind of i was too i was overworked i was too stressed out i had two other jobs and school full-time i just couldn't focus and i was losing sight on what i was trying to do and so, so you Real quick, you, you touched on something that's really important. Me and Dean talk about this a lot, and I'm a big advocate of the same thing of uh, self-discovery, knowing themselves. I was actually fortunate enough to discover who I was at a very young age, so I've never had issues with fitting in or feeling um, down if people didn't accept me. I was always fine in my own skin. I think the only insecurity I ever had in my life was um, I started puberty earlier than most males do, so by the time I was in like middle school, I had hairy legs like a grown man. 
I mean, I had a mustache when I was like 12. So, um, but my, my hairiness was something I, like the only thing I was ever insecure about until I think about seventh, eighth grade, I just accepted it. And now I actually it's something I'm prideful about because in the winter times it comes in handy. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I definitely think that knowing yourself and understanding the purpose behind why you're doing what you're doing is super important because it's so easy, especially with the way society is nowadays, to be influenced or influenced by the things that other people say you should be or you should do or shouldn't be or shouldn't be. Yeah. And I think that that was a big burden that I had to get over. And something that I'm still working on, I don't think anyone really stops. Because there's going to be those times when you doubt yourself and you kind of get confused on what you're striving for. But I think that a big step to really trying to undertake something or trying to do a business or trying to transform your life or trying to start a career or start a passion project or anything really comes down to knowing why you're doing it and knowing yourself. Because yeah. everything that you do and everything that you act on is a reflection of who you are as a person. Exactly. Um, and it was something that I needed to figure out. And it's something that I knew all along. I just wasn't acknowledging it. And that's the bigger thing, too, is that we all know who we are. It's just a lot of the times we get jaded by what we think we are. And yeah. that was something that I had to get over with, especially freelancing in the beginning was the thought, that, oh, I'm this person. I can do this and this and this. I have this skill set. No, you're not. You're a person who has these skill sets. But what is it that you actually want? What is it that you are passionate about? What is the service or the offer or the package that you can give to them that's unique to just you and what yeah. someone else can do? And that's something that I try to, especially my freelance work, I try to um, talk to them about, whether it be in business development or whether it be in social media, is getting to the root of the cause. Like, why are you trying to do what you're doing? Yeah, like that's really A lot of people, when you ask them that, they're like, oh, because someone else told me to or someone Google. Like, no, you got, why are you doing it? And that's a big question that I think stuns a lot of people. And it stunned me. And that's when I had to take a step back. It's because I asked myself one morning, I was like, why are you doing this? And I had to step back. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I don't know anymore. And, and I it, think, it takes time. And I think a big thing about that is we live in a society where the people tend to look for the answers outwardly. But mm -hmm. in reality is, like you said, the answer are within anything you need to succeed in life and to achieve anything you want to achieve. You already have the tools. They're within you. But you just have to actually listen to it. Like, for instance, when you're not eating right, your body tells you that you need to change stuff by acting out and causing you to feel pain or get sick or whatever the case may be. So knowing yourself and knowing why you're doing something is very important and not just doing it because it seems right or because it's going to make the most money. But doing something because it's something that in your gut, in your heart of hearts, you know that that's what you want to be doing. So I want to I want to lead off of that, and um, you've obviously had like a very uh, trying journey from the weight loss to losing your grandmother to discovering what you were actually passionate about, and then taking a step back from that to discover yourself even more. So where you are now and what you're trying to achieve for this next stage of life, how do you define success? Yeah, that's something that I recently was thinking about and I'm still thinking about it now because it is like I'm I'm currently in that big transitional phase where I set up I basically have left my internships I left my job I basically started fresh because I realized that I again was falling down a track of doing stuff that 
with stuff to do, but not stuff that I wanted to do. It wasn't purposeful to my self-development, my growth, and what my career was. I'm one, almost one year out of college and still trying to figure out what I'm trying to do. Um, and it, it really, I'm at this stage now where I reached out to a lot of people. And that's the biggest, oh, that's like the most important thing ever, too. And especially it's something that why I took a step back from social media was that so many people are looking for answers online, looking for answers in social media, looking at other people's lives, looking at what people are achieving and trying to replicate that. But at the same time, you don't talk to your friends and your family. You don't talk to yourself. You don't figure out, like, what is it that you're actually trying to achieve and why are you trying to go for something? And that was something that I had to do is really reach out to my network. It was something that I thought I had lost because I had stepped back from social media. Um, but they're still there. Everyone's out there. I think that if you leave a lasting impact on people, if you have, if you're seeking opportunities and you're seeking help and advice, everyone out there is willing to give it to you. Um, and those who aren't, aren't worth the time. Um, and I think like I was, I was just overwhelmed by the amount of people who, when I was really needing help, the day that I quit all my jobs, I was like, I need to figure out a way to make a living. I need to figure out my life really quick. Um, and I, the instant feedback was so helpful. I've been able to reconnect with friends, with family, with coworkers and other people who I used to do work with and really ask them, I'm like, hey, like I'm trying to find myself again. I'm trying to figure out how I can turn what I had into a lifestyle and not something that I had, but something that I have. And that's something that was jarring on me so long. It's the fact is that I keep talking about my plan for sale. I keep talking about my food blog. I've done work locally in the community with um, Chef Challenge Syracuse getting to meet all these foodies and all these other people who I, I never knew existed who were just passionate about food like I am and being able to just roll off my story and tell them and stuff. And, like, hey. and then they're like, oh, so what's your Instagram? I'm like, oh, it's this, but it used to be or I had an Instagram. And it was something that I was like, no, I can't. I have to switch that mentality. I have an Instagram account. I have this blog. I have this passion project. I need to start doing it and get back to it. Because when I keep talking about it and not acting on it that's that's the same thing as telling yourself false dreams yeah it's something that i realized i need to stop doing and i i did get feedback from people from colleagues and professional stuff like yeah you have a lot of ideas you say a lot of stuff but you don't really act on a lot of it and i was like oh like at first it really hurt i was like what you saying that i don't do work that i don't do enough sometimes yeah like there's always an extent of like what can you personally achieve but at the same time if you find yourself dreaming big but aiming low or if you have all these ideas on like what you want to do and yet find yourself just saying them instead of actually doing them it is part of the self-discovery process and part of understanding who you are to really take that step and actually do them because a lot of it like saying something is powerful saying something's powerful doing something is even stronger it's a reaction of physical presence and that's what can actually change things like, you can say a lot of stuff, but not a lot will happen. But if you actually do things, if you actually go through a process and lose 100 pounds, if you go through a process and start a food blog, if you go through a process and start building a career, that's something. So leading, off on that, so leading off of yeah. that real quick, because uh, we're coming up on an hour now, um, what okay. is the, I guess, golden advice that you would give anybody listening right now? Um, whether it's saying something or doing something what is the number one top most advice you can give anybody listening and also if you have any shout outs or plugs you want to do 
<laughs> um, golden advice. Definitely know yourself, know your product, know your business. If you're an entrepreneur, know yourself, know your product, know your business. Ins and outs. Know why you're doing it. Know every question that should be asked about it. Because, and have people ask you questions about it. Because you're gonna. That's how you learn more about yourself. Like I don't know. I didn't know what my Instagram was until people started asking me about it, mm-hmm. and I had to start telling the story and repeating it over and over and over again. And at some point, it clicked. I was like, "Holy shit! I'm like, I'm this person." Right. Or you really feel you realize if you're trying to do something that's not who you are, you'll realize it when you have to tell your story 50 billion times and you find like, "Oh, this is work. This is taxing. I don't want to talk about it. I just want to do it." No, that's not your story. That's someone else's project. Said. You know, you've talked the talk, you've done a lot of incredible things, and now you're at this reset point. What is next for Plant-Based Alien? What's next for your freelance business that's going to support Plant-Based Alien? Well, how is that going to interact? And what's next? Um, well, Plant-Based Alien's back. I finally posted for the first time in a year and a half. And it's relieving. It's nice. I honestly don't know where I'm going to go with that. I have a lot of ideas. And this is, again, me have to sit down and have to actually organize it. That's more advice, too, is, like, organize your thoughts. Like, I would always keep my thoughts in my head, and it's the worst thing ever because you only have so much space and so much attention for certain stuff. It's just organize it. Like, if you have a whiteboard, if you have a wall, if you have sticky notes, just mm-hmm. figure out your plan, and every idea that you have, write it down. Mm-hmm. Every idea for content, every idea for a post, every idea for a product, for a business idea. Absolutely. Like, write it down. I have, a, I have notes in my phone, oblivion of just ideas. Everything from like shoes or a shoe design to food or a recipe or like a brand idea or stuff like that. Just every idea, because who knows at some point when those might come full circle and actually right. be something. Right. Um, but definitely, it's my next steps are really getting back to the basics. I have to organize my business, actually make it into a business model that's sustainable and can scale to an extent that I want it to. And I have to realize, like, what do I want out of life? Like, my passion, what am I interested in pursuing? And do you know that? If I asked you right now to tell me what your definition of success is in one to two sentences, can you tell me that? For me, when you're 80 years old and you're looking back on your life, my definition of success now is to live a life of consistent learning where I get to explore and learn through my career, through my relationships, through my hobbies, through my passions. I get to learn and discover more about myself so that in the end I can leave a trail or a legacy for those who are following down similar paths. Awesome. Definitely a good success. Ethan, go ahead, Andre. No, I'm saying that's definitely a good way to define success. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Ethan, thank you so much. Yeah, thank no you so problem. much for being here. Thank it's you so much fun. for being on our podcast. Uh, everyone, go follow Plant Based Alien on Instagram. Keep on the, on the lookout for the new blog. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Keep pushing me. Tell me, comment, tell me to post, tell me to get shit up. Yeah, get on his shit. Let him know what's up. Yeah. He's, uh, he's up to some big things. Ethan, thanks again. This has been awesome. And yeah, it's been great. And thank you guys for tuning in to the second ever episode of Sunday to Sunday.